Howdy, hey, hello, welcome to Munch and Mingle, and happy Sabbath. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of crazy that we're doing this. And for some reason, I'm actually nervous, you guys. I get I get a little nervous every time I start an episode, but this one, this one's got me shaking a little bit. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure what is going to come from this week, but I'm hoping from what I'm gathering in the past couple 12 hours as this whole thought has come about that it's it's going to be good. I am going to be doing an episode every day this week up till Easter. It's going to be a whirlwind. So just to explain kind of where we got and why we're here. Whenever I have a plan, it usually gets changed. So we have an episode that was set to come out tomorrow and about Wednesday Last week, I was getting a feeling like, oh no, there's that feeling again, that feeling that we got to push it back a week. And I hate doing that because I've told the guests like, hey, we're set for this day and whatnot. And then I get this feeling and I'm like, oh no. So I need to just stop telling my guests when their episode's going to come out. I'll just say, you know what? We'll figure it out together because most of the time that's what it feels like. Plans get changed and I'm grateful for that because it always seems to work out the way it's supposed to, but I still have an issue when I have to go tell people. With that thought, I was just like, okay, I don't really have a plan for any other episodes, but all I kept thinking was just keep it open. As we were getting to this weekend, conference weekend, I was just assuming I was going to come on here and just say, you know what, we need to take a beat, maybe reference a couple of conference talks that really spoke to me, but just keep it really short and simple. Obviously, as we know, there's so much going on in our own world, in our very vast, big world around us that I just was like, you know, we need to take that extra week to really dive back into conference, which we still should. And I probably will. (laughs) Last night, I got a different thought with conference. The first talk right out of the gate, it just pounded me in the heart. It was Elder Stevenson's talk about how we need to make a bigger impact, make a bigger deal about celebrating Easter. And it was speaking to my heart, one, because I'm a planner. And I was like, you need me to make a bigger deal out of a holiday on it. Got it. Don't worry. (laughs) I can do that. But this actually has been in my head every time we come around to Easter. I've tried to be like, we need we need to give it more oomph, more something, but I didn't know how. I really didn't. I was talking to Britain about this. We're born knowing how to celebrate Christmas. Our families and ancestors before us celebrated Christmas in such ways that we were able to, you know, tangibly grab onto that. But with Easter, it's not necessarily the same case. I know about Easter egg hunts. I know about the Easter bunny. I know all that, but I never really took it as what it really is for when Jesus Christ was resurrected. I've already had that on my heart. So when Elder Stevenson was talking about this, I was like, yes, on it. So I just kind of carried that with me throughout yesterday. After conference was over, I was making some bagels (laughs) and I just was like, okay, I'll just go watch some YouTube videos while I'm doing this, like have it playing in the background. I had a video that was a lady talking about how she celebrates Easter in her home and what they do for homeschool. So I was like, oh, wait, I'll just go look at this, you know, since I'm kind of my mind's on that right now. And it was a really short video, but she starts talking about how she grabbed this devotional from this lady. But she's like, yeah, she puts out a 
a kid devotional and things for you to do in your homeschool. And so in my head, I was like, well, I'll just go see if, you know, maybe I need the kid version for this week because I really don't know what we're going into. Go and look it up. Super awesome, by the way, if you are doing homeschool. So I was like, oh, okay, good to know. And then at the bottom, it says, if you just want the adult devotional. I was like, oh, so I click on that. Her name is Heidi Anderson, and she put together what is called the Passion Week devotional. It's a 30 page devotional that takes you through Palm Sunday all the way to Easter. And I was like, sign me up. So it was $9.99 to get the devotional and it's just downloaded to your phone. I get it. And I think I maybe got the first page in. And instantly I had that pounding feeling come into my chest, the thought come into my head, you need to do this on your podcast. What? (laughs) I'm going to learn it myself. And you want me to take this on my podcast? Now, Heidi does say in the beginning of this devotional, share it with your church, share it with your friend groups, share it with whoever. I mean, she's putting it out there. (laughs) Okay, I guess. I started going through each day and the more and more I went through, I kept that feeling, just kept going like, you have to do this. I mean, for sure, for myself, I'm going to get a lot out of it, which is what my first prayer was. (laughs) But I'm hoping is from what I'm gathering, there are you guys out there who need this too, that we need this not only just because it's Easter, but because of the life we're in, the world that we're in. We need this reminder. And I thought it was just a three-day thing. I thought it started on Good Friday and went to Easter. Now I'm like, wait, there's a passion week? The way she sets it up, oh, this is amazing. Amazing. So that's what we're going to do. I am going to put out an episode every day this week that just follows along with her devotional. We're going to learn together. I'm going to pick out certain things from it that she shares, but I'm not going to read it word for word. I do invite you, I do encourage you, if you do want to follow along, go and purchase the devotional yourself. She has a lot of stuff in here. Like, she's funny, you guys. She's really funny. She has some commentary in there that I it's making me laugh out loud. And I want you guys to follow along with that. If for some reason you're like, I want even more, she gives a lot more references. Definitely go find her. Her name is Heidi Anderson, This Mother Hen's Passion Week Devotional. We're just going to start since I am learning right alongside with you. I think that's why I'm nervous. (laughs) Am I really the right person to be doing this? Why not? (laughs) If I'm the one who wants to learn this, might as well share it with you guys who I feel are a part of my life. And I want to talk about this with you. I'm not going to be doing necessarily a munchie every day with this. I just really want to focus on specifically about Christ. Please let me know if this helps you at all this week. That would just be great to know that it helps someone else. I'm really excited for what I've seen already. Okay, so... We are here at Palm Sunday, and the way that Heidi sets it up, she goes through a couple of different scriptorial stories, and then she likens it back to us, which is so great. So she starts off, have you ever been confused by God's plan? (laughs) And I'm just like, yes, preach. Here we are, right here, front and center. We're going to start in Mark 10, 33 through 34. This is right as Christ is getting into Jerusalem with the disciples. And this is what he says. Verse 33 saying, behold, we go up to Jerusalem and the son of man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him and shall scourge him and shall spit upon him and shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. Now, how would you feel? (laughs) Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, if someone 
tells me like, oh, by the way, here we are. This is how I'm going to die, where I'm going to die. But don't worry, I will rise again in three days. I, just like the 12, would be like, what? What are you talking about? Heidi then refers to, she's like, I'm not sure if the disciples were tongue tied or if they just stood there in disbelief. As you see in there, there's no response from the disciples. They're just kind of like silent. How many times are we asked to do something we aren't sure how it's going to come about? They are stepping into Passion Week. They're stepping into, you know, what's going to go down as the most pivotal moment. Jesus knew the plan. He knew exactly what was going to happen and why it needed to happen. Nothing is a surprise to him. Nothing's going to catch him off guard. Not the friends who would betray him, not the stakes that are going to be nailed into his wrists, and not the call to face off death nor the resurrection three days later. Which also means he's not surprised by the events of your life either. These trials of today. You know, Heidi refers to like, how many times are we asked to do something we aren't sure how it's going to come about? Whether it's paying tithing when money is already tight, forgiving others when they don't deserve it. And I resonate with that. I am a 28, am I 28? Yeah, 28 year old woman. I'm a wife. I have two little boys and everything in front of me looks like chaos. (laughs) Everywhere we're going, I'm just like, I don't know how we're going to do this. But that's what this experience is setting us up for. Jesus knew the plan then and he knows the plan now. God is aware of everything that's happening in our lives. That is where we can set our foundation in. They see up ahead what we do not. So we have to trust that, okay, I can't see it, but I, I, I have to trust that they do. And by doing that, we're going to be able to find more stability. And it's amazing. It's just, oh, it's so amazing. As we continue on, we go back to the path as Jesus and the disciples are walking into Jerusalem. Jesus sends the disciples ahead and he lets them know that they're going to find a young donkey tied in the village that no one's ever ridden and that they need to bring it to him. And that's in Mark 11 verses two through six and saith unto them, go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a colt tied whereon never man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do you this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosing the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. We can be assured (laughs) that the two disciples who were asked to go do this were probably wondering how on earth they're going to be able to go do this. The way that donkeys are looked at is kind of like how I assume this is McKenna's head, how we look at cars. And from what I'm imagining where they said it's a it's a donkey that's never been ridden. Like I'm thinking brand spanking new, fresh off the lot. And now these two random people are just going to come up and ask, we need to take your mode of transportation and it's for the Lord. I imagine the disciples are like, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. We understand who you are, Christ, but do they? It's just so hilarious how sometimes I read these scriptures and I'm like, come on, you guys, it's Christ. Of course it's going to work. But if you put it in your situation, if you're supposed to go ask your next door neighbor, I need your car. And we're just going to assume they're going to give it to us. No, like they're probably freaking out. But sure enough, they got it. (laughs) Just another way that I'm like, okay, remember, 
God knows all, okay? He's going to ask you to do something sometimes and you don't know how they're going to get there, but just move forward. Just move forward and just trust that he will prepare a way. Still in Mark 11, the way that Heidi puts it, once Jesus mounts the donkey and we turn our gaze to the road ahead into Jerusalem, a crowd begins to form and people are throwing their own coats on the street, their own garments on the street. They're making a big deal about this. And it says right in the scriptures, verses nine through 10, and they that went before and they that followed cried saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father, David, that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. They understand that this is Christ. But then it goes on to see that these are going to be the same people who will later shout crucify him this very week. Just because Jesus didn't do what they wanted. So they no longer worshiped him. And talk about this one hitting home for me. (laughs) I think it's so often in our lives when we read the scriptures, we look at what other people did. We say, I would never do that. But that's because we have the hindsight. We know what happens after this. But those people in the story, they're us. Because right now we're in our own stories. How praiseworthy are you of God when the blessings you wanted are answered? We're out there shouting. We're right there praising. We want everyone to know that God is good. Are you still that same way when your prayers are not being answered? How quick are we to almost agree with Satan and doubt in what God can do for us just because we're not getting what we wanted? So there must be something wrong with God. God knows the way. He knows the plan he has for us. And sometimes that includes the very things we want. And sometimes it doesn't. Heidi talks about, she puts it into real circumstances right here. What happens when we don't see that positive pregnancy test this month or healing doesn't immediately come for our loved one or finances are tight yet again? Will we stop worshiping him too? Will we allow our disappointment to pull us away from the Lord Almighty? Forfeit God's plans because we're clutching so tightly to ours. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Every word of that, I just was like, I have been there. I felt that. And that is what I think is so amazing that we live in a time that we get to have this hindsight, that we get to see, okay, we know what happens if we turn our backs on the Lord. This is giving us the warning and the reminder, God is in charge. He is aware. So don't turn your back on him. That is mostly all of what we go through on Palm Sunday. We're going to continue tomorrow in Mark 11, which is going to feature the fig tree parable, I believe, and the cleansing of the temple. It's a lot. The biggest thing from today is let us not be like the crowd. How easy it is to be a champion for Christ, for Heavenly Father, when we feel like they're doing what we need them to do for us. But I hope even when I'm not getting the answers to my prayers, how I want, that I'm still praising him in the dark, that I'm loving God and I am trusting that he sees up ahead. All right, you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I am pumped, if you can't tell, for this week and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.